1: This is Wommlp operating out of Burlington, Vermont, 105.9 The Radiator. Good evening, it's The Rocket Shop, I'm your host on Proxet, and with me tonight, still ringing in the background, it's Brunch. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, we've got some feedback here, is there any way we could uh, stop the feedback? There we go, that's the ticket. How are you guys tonight? Good. Pretty good. We're good, good.
0: Okay. a little, a little, excited. Uh, We're tired. Excited. Flushed and uh frazzled. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Are you flushed and frazzled? Well we Wait. took a little we were a little late.
1: Well don't worry, I, I turned up about thirty five seconds ago and we're already <laughs> already three minutes past the hour, so I was definitely a little bit later than you guys.
0: A good three minutes. That's a good three
1: minutes. Yeah, you guys were jamming out before we started. Um well, we like kicking it off with a song, so cool. uh what are you gonna play for us?
0: Uh this one's called Misconnection.
1: Alright, take it away. starting us out with misconnection. <laughs> uh, so, let's first of all go around and introduce ourselves. I would like to say that if you do not have the mic in front of you, we will not be able to hear you on the radio, no. uh, so. Yeah. Uh,
2: right. you, uh, I did throw a room
1: mic out there, so we there, might get him. There
3: is a room mic. Yeah, it just says right. Bob. Shout loud. <laughs> I'm Mason, I play bass. I'm Phil, I play
4: guitar. I'm Cam, I play guitar. I'm Aiden, I play drums. Oh, lovely to meet you. Hi. Nice to meet
1: you. It's, uh, it's an absolute pleasure, you really kicked it off. I think it's been a while since we've had like a full electric actual band in the studio. We usually deal with, uh, you know, singer-songwriters and acoustic sets and all the rest of it. So it's it's nice to actually get some actual decibels.
0: Did you miss it?
1: I kind of did, honestly. <laughs> I, I put my headphones in initially and I was like, what the hell am I doing? This is, uh, if you're going to feel this, feel this full way. Um, so let's start off with, you know, how you guys met as as, as far as I know, UVM and philosophy is the the two big parts, but uh, please fill me in on the rest. Who wants
0: to start?
3: You can start. I
0: can start. start. Okay. It's kind of like an adventure story (laughs) where we kind of assemble (laughs) one by one. Pretty much. Um, I was bored and lonely during COVID and I had a buddy in uh, a philosophy class of mine named Mike. And one day we just started jamming. He had a basement with a drum set, and we were like, "Man, this is fun. We should start a band because uh, bands are kind of fun too." And there, like, there was this guy I had been de- like commenting on his Instagram pictures because he played like this one Dinosaur Jr. cover and posted it, and I was like, "Yes, Dinosaur Jr." And then. Uh, we had like talked a little bit, and it was like, "Yo, like we should jam sometime." Like, a, like the number of people who I, like I've talked to are like, "Yeah, like let's jam sometime, bro." But uh, I ran into him at Crew Coffee with my parents, and and so then uh, he came over, and it kind of worked, and we were it was it was awesome. We were, our styles were like different, but they vibed. Uh, and he, we were also in a philosophy class together, so that's the connection that I knew. And then do you want to... That's introduce- Cam? That's, that's yeah. Cam. Yeah, that's Cam. <laughs> Cam, do you want to tell man, the, the man, amazing introduction? <laughs>
1: okay. Cam, um, you, you, you came into this at in Crew
2: Coffee, you met his parents. How were his parents? I, I didn't meet Phil's parents. Oh, I just saw Phil and I recognized him and I said, hi, we should jam. And uh, we started jamming and then he invited me over to Mike's house one time. And that was the first time I had like turned up like loud and so long and it was just so fun and um from there like we were like looking for a bass player because two guitars and a drummer like doesn't always work out when you're playing that loud so um we I put out a poster um just saying looking for a bass player and Phil knew Mason. I don't know Mason before brunch but um yeah um uh, Mason joined and um you probably
0: have a better story about yeah. Mason. <laughs> so so I was in uh, philosophy club, another philosophy connection, and uh, I was I was like, oh my god, no one's responding to our p- cool posters about we need a bass player, does anyone play bass? And then this one guy who had been like coming and had said some pretty smart things, even though I disagreed with them on a, met- <laughs> on a metaphysical level, was like, I play bass, and I was like, oh word, uh, you're in. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then a, he came with All over. my
1: philosophical, ideological, uh, <laughs> yeah. foundational ideas. Just a, a cool, cool dude. Right um,
0: and then we were we were like trying out one person, but then and this same process was repeated with Aiden, where we were like had a list of people to try out, but then we tried out this one person, and it was like okay, like no one else is gonna fit like this um did you see anyone else after that or was it you no. Like, did you text that no we were committed we were in a loyal relationship after i that. <laughs>
4: appreciate you and the then and then mason knows the story
0: of how we found aiden
4: mason knows oh i don't know
3: Aiden was the one person who replied to our so uh, mike our original drummer graduated uvm last semester and so we obviously need a new drummer, because he lives in Philly now, and Aiden Shout was out. the one person who replied to our uh, Instagram post looking for a drummer. Looking so. for a drummer.
2: To be fair, it was really quick. It was like 10 minutes. It
3: was. Yeah. He was immediate. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I,
0: That's crazy. I didn't like him for some reason.
2: No.
0: I didn't like him for some reason. Quite <laughs> but then a- I a- Aiden, Aiden,
1: were you aware of this, that you were unliked before you came to try out? I and after, it. I got the
4: feeling, but <laughs> <laughs> we're working on things. You, know, you two patching. seem
1: to have quite a lot of chemistry while you're playing, though. So this seems, this is unusual. This is weird to Ooh. me because it seems like you two have, uh, you know, eyes were locks as that last song was played. It's, a rom- it's, <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's <a> romantic attraction. <laughs> yeah. Like Lindsey Buckingham um, and Stevie Nicks. But, <laughs> yeah, it just, it, it kind of just fit, and then, like, We had been searching for a sound for a while and then once Aiden came on board and we just started like playing and like Just playing for like catharsis and just like you know You you come to practice after a long day and it's like okay like turning this up loud closing my eyes and just like Playing music and Aiden just like fit in perfectly. He's got his own music. Check it out. Aiden Flanagan. but he's on drums for us and it just like fits perfectly into the sound.
1: It also helps that there is basically zero drummers available in Burlington. I will say yeah, that much. Not, yes. But uh, that does mean you get to be the bell of the ball all the time. And anytime anyone's a drummer, then you can step up. That's nice. Um, so, most of you met via Philosophy. Uh, Do your songs reflect your philosophical principles at all? Do, do, we, yeah. do we get some Aquinas <laughs> yeah. here? Yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. Is, is, has some. Ma- is Kant reference at all? I put, I put
2: some philosophy.
1: More of a Thomas Hobbes kind of band. What? what, what what's, what's your philosophical philosophy as a band? Uh, Everybody knows this, Mason, do you. you ever read this?
3: Do you wanna? <laughs> yeah, I can do this one. <laughs> I'm Hegelian. <laughs> I'm not a Hegelian. <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, Phil is, uh, cool. silly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Proto-Marxist. Um, <laughs> we are we are, uh, anti-police that shut down basement shows. Yeah, that's the philosophy. philosophy. What was is the anti-police. question?
1: Uh, do you have a philosophical principle for the band as a whole, or do you bring your own philosophical ideologies and... and,
3: and I like to think of music as, separately. like, a bit of, like a limit experience, where it's, like, I feel like with brunch, especially, like, when we get going in practice, like, we have a a bad, a bad, sometimes a bad habit playing live is a good habit in practice, I think, where, like, We'll, I'll notice we'll start like pushing the tempo up and up and up and always be trying to do something more complex than what we might actually be like technically able to but I think that like produces good results in practice because we're trying to like always like step past the limit of like what we're actually able to do and sometimes it, it defeats you and it feels terrible but sometimes like something clicks with that and it like especially in like a just jam setting which is how we write most of our songs it's it feels incredible and it's just like you lock into that feeling in that like state so incredibly like hard, you know.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it betters you as musicians as well to continually try and push yourself beyond your limits. Um, yeah, does I mean as you guys are all the philosophy majors, does that does that fit <laughs> with a particularly f- philosophical ideology or? Uh, I, should I I stop c- running down this kind of this. Philosophical I, I kind of have a
0: philosophy behind the band, but that's just like, it's so weird to be in something that all of a sudden people recognize as something yes. so I really like playing around with it and not taking us too seriously like me and Mason are starting a brunch book club um we like it's just are we? yes we are <laughs> <laughs> um it's it's just like now people recognize us right and so there's this there's this thing that maybe they take seriously but we're just like having fun so I I like to like see what we can do With it, Uh, they get mad at me for posting false things on the Instagram. Like I said, we I said we broke up over creative differences. uh, People believed it. I got a lot of flack. People believed it, but I told them I told them we were breaking up over creative differences, but that I would continue to play with brunch, write music with brunch, and practice with brunch, but we were no longer brunch.
1: So, really, the lesson here is to read the full post rather than just the headline. Yeah, Cam, do
0: you have anything
2: to say on that? Um, not really, I like to be honest, so, I don't <laughs> well, like confusing people, especially our our loyal uh, <laughs> concert goers, so, um, yeah, just a bunch of people were hitting us up like, are you broken up or not? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's, I don't know,
1: it, ask Phil.
0: It was but.
1: fun. <laughs> okay, so, t- sorry, you went from being, you know, unknown as a collective individual, as individuals, and, and now being known as a collective, something that you created in this COVID sphere has now become a coalesced and nebu- uh, coalesced thing rather than this kind of nebulous individual, uh, how does that, how do you then present yourself as a band now that you are a unit or a recognized or have fans? How does that feel going from these kind of individual people to being this kind of, this, this thing, brunch, the people on campus known as brunch in a basement? I don't
3: think that's a
4: real thing. Um, I don't think we're it's really think been, I, I think, think
3: it's I'm funny. Recognized. It's, it's... God, can I have the Yeah, you do, mic. <laughs> this is actually a funny and relevant story. I got recognized, I work at the dining hall, and it's always strange that, like, it, like, bleeds, because it, it's, like, such, like, an ecstatic and fun experience to be playing, like, basement shows, and then it bleeds into, like, the most normal spots of your life, where it's, like, I work at the dining hall, and I do the cash register, and I'm just in there, in my, like, shirt that's, like, got, like, food stains on it from washing dishes and stuff, and, like, I just woke up, it's 7 a.m. in the morning, someone's like, I saw your show last night, <laughs> or, like, two nights ago. I was like, oh, cool. Like, I don't know, it's always a little bit uncanny, because it feels separated, but it's it's, like, weird that it's not. It's always weird to think of yourself as, like, somebody's weekend plans is your show.
1: Do you feel different playing in front of people than you feel in general? Is there a transformation, a a metamorphosis, if you will? It's a
3: different feeling. It's also, like, I feel like, we, like, not so much as some other bands, but, like, I think we do a pretty good job at, like, being performers, and it's weird that, like, Something like an intentional persona of like what I've constructed in my head to like play like is like something like that's somebody's Only impression of me of me as like a guy who's like shirtless and sweaty and like like swinging back and forth in a basement How
1: much of that persona is intentional how much of it was kind of in the moment? This is who I want to be or is it how How much of that is planned? Like, you know, I, I you know famous bassist flee. <laughs> yeah, why not. I'm going to try and emulate that person or how much of it is just kind of like, oh, I'm in front of a bunch of people and I'm just going to try and be this, this, this thing. And yeah. this thing kind of becomes its own thing.
3: I feel like sometimes, you know, de- I definitely plant seeds and then let them grow in the basement. You know, like there's like ideas and like things I've been like, oh, wouldn't it be cool? Like kind of funny if I did that in the middle of a set. And then like sometimes like things take <laughs> off and you're rolling around on the floor at the end of the set.
1: Anyone else ever had a similar experience to Mason here in terms of uh, think, either being recognized or? I think we all
0: kind of like put on personas during the shows, uh, and it's like. Not
4: really. It's not. Not really. No, but it's not like it's not a like Kiss or something. like No, that. it's not
0: like Kiss. No, but it's still like you're in a circumstance that you wouldn't otherwise be in, and if most of your day you go around being seen by people in places not of your choosing and not of your like free will. Here are people who are not only coming to see you, but paying to see you. And I feel like not only do you owe them a show, but you have the chance to like create yourself and be anything. So uh, I think it's such a fun experience to be able to kind of just like put on a persona and like play
1: Phil, with my friends. same question I asked Mason. is: Is your persona where do you draw that from? Is it intentional? Is it was it just spur of the moment that kind of grew from there? Where did this persona come from?
0: Uh, well, obviously, I mean, it's it's me. I'm not just like acting, but uh, I read like a lot of music history and stuff, so I try and take what I can from everyone. Like people who I like to watch, that's yeah. who I want to be. You know, so the
3: sunglasses too.
0: Yeah, sun- sunglasses I wear at a lot of the shows because I have a hard time looking at the audience. Mm. Um. So I wear sunglasses, but then those make me feel like, you know, you could do anything. like a rock star,
1: inside wearing sunglasses, automatically cool. Uh, Anyone else wants to weigh in on on this very broad question?
2: Um, Yeah, I think it's just, like, such a cool feeling to live your life throughout the day, you know, whether it's a good day or a bad day, whatever happens, and then, you know, Friday night you got this gig, and you can just go down into, like, a pit of people (laughs) and just play like the stuff that you've been working really hard on with your like friends and loud and people are really into it and sometimes just like you know screaming at it like it's just so cool um and it's just like such a release i like i've just really like benefited mentally from like just doing that all the time so it's been a really great experience
1: yeah it's very freeing I Almost mean, it's almost mm-hmm. like a bacchanal you know you're going yeah. into this crowd of probably <laughs> it's s- the only thing that makes my week worth it yeah <laughs> no, <I finished. laughs> Yeah, you're going to, you know, everyone's screaming either your name or at least brunch and, uh, you know, sweaty and and uh, kind of letting everything go and you get to be the conduit that really brings everything alive. I mean, I can imagine that feels incredible. But I mean, Imagine that means anything that happens on Monday morning, you can always look to last Friday or the next Friday, that you go, oh, well, no, I've got this coming up or I had this experience on Friday that, that made all, you know, someone being crappy to you kind of worth it. Yeah. Um, uh, Aiden, love to hear your thoughts. As you said, you, you don't feel like it really is a persona. Oh, or Aiden or? has
0: a persona. He does. Aiden yeah. has a persona, <laughs> and
1: people love it.
4: Well, theater has been a part of my life forever.
1: Oh, this is ironic considering um, you said you didn't have a persona in theater. You are you're the theater kid of the four. I guess. I
4: mean, you know, <laughs> a theater, theater kid. Yeah, I was a theater kid. Um, but, but you know, it's crazy. You know, when you're performing for people, like you know, you see ballet artists do it. You know, they'll put on makeup, and it's. It looks crazy when you're in the when you're in the um, when you're backstage with anybody that has makeup on like that. You're like, why does your skin look like so strange, and why are your eyes like bugging out of your head? And um, and it's because when you're on stage, you know, it's sort of you're communicating with the audience, but uh, level of detail in that communication is lost. So you sort of need to enlarge everything and sort of you know exaggerate everything for it to make any sense. And I sort of think that's sort of what you know just happens when you're performing in front of people. You're yourself, but you're sort of like you're sort of like the uh, character of yourself, or you're sort of, or you're not you're not a character of yourself, but you're just like you from afar, which is not really like,
0: a character. Everything's everything's bigger, like you said. Yeah,
4: exactly. You know, because, because it has to make sense.
0: Yourself. Like the the the
4: certain
1: elements of your personality of. Uh are massively magnified and some of the barriers of personality are, are very much diminished and it's yeah. kind of just yeah
4: i mean you're playing you're playing like hard punk music so you're gonna be like <laughs> you know, freaking out a little bit you know <laughs> i mean I, you know obviously that's not us all the time but um i think that's very real and very cathartic yeah <laughs> it's fun for us it's fun for them it's yeah.
1: Fun. yeah it's fun Uh, Guys, let's hear some more music. So what what we got for us the next next song
2: Um, This is a song called mental glue
1: glue by brunch all right so first thing obviously I know, is we changed up the uh the singer mm-hmm. so tell me a little bit about the songwriting practice uh, are you all bringing different songs to the band uh, uh kim and phil are you two bringing your own songs and you kind of like switch between the two how, how does this work
2: yeah definitely um we all actually do vocals um Eden's about to hop on vocals next so um yeah like we've all been writing songs like like that was a riff I wrote like three years ago. So um, just kind of bringing different songs to the table. And then um, if somebody has lyrics and um, like a melody for it, then if they want to sing it, then that's kind of how it goes. I think it's best to let the person who wrote it sing it, um, like if they're comfortable. So um, that's kind of how we like to do it. And, but I mean, like we never like only write songs by ourselves. Like we usually come in with like a riff or maybe like a chorus or, or a hook. and them like, like flesh it out all together and that's kind of where like you know most of the song gets written
0: um, but
2: uh, yeah Phil do you want to talk about that sure.
0: um, yeah so it'll be like I think I think we all have different styles musically and so that like translates to different styles writing but like I'll get something stuck in my head and I'll go up to Mason, and I'll be like, Mason, what do you think of this? do 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 blah 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 do And then he'll whip out, like, in five seconds, like, the craziest bass line I've ever heard, and then we'll, like, play over it for, like, 30 minutes, and eventually it's like, wait, I like what you're doing there. Like, keep doing that. Um, so that's pretty cool. I think, uh, like, we all have different musical styles, and I feel like we tend to do vocals on, like, the style that fits us more. I know we've all got slightly different influences, um... I think that shows by like the songs that we play here.
1: So yeah, I was going to say the first song definitely sounded parquet court. Second song, uh, I don't know, it, it's going to
0: hit me in a bit, but... I, I kind of curie, I like I like that one. Kind of like the cure, I think. Yeah,
1: yeah, a little Curious. yeah. Uh, I'll be very interested to see how this kind of then yeah. differs when it comes to uh, Mason and Aiden. But Mason, yeah, do you want to step in oh. in terms of uh, how does your songwriting and uh, bringing it to the group, how, yeah. how does that process
3: work for you? I tend to write a lot of, like, I'll have, like, a whole chord. I'm, like, very different where Cam and Phil come in usually with, like, a riff or a hook, where I usually won't have quite as solid of, like, a riff or, like, melody idea, but obviously being a bassist. But I'll come in, I'll have, like, five or six, like, progressions that, like, I think, like, work really in in a really interesting way, and then, like, we'll flesh that out from there. But also, I do the least amount of vocals and singing, so I guess I'm just not as, like, used to, like, working in that kind of way.
0: I the stuff you do sing is amazing. So I, I sing
3: one song. I know, I love that
0: song. <laughs> <laughs> You've got fans, apparently. Thank you. He does yeah. <laughs> have fans. He just got a, a, a misconnection on a Instagram account. They were like, the hot, the, the long-haired brunch hottie dude I I Who's Want that? You.
1: Well, I mean, like, nothing saying about your uh, your singing abilities there, but yeah. we're, we're all reading between the lines, and clearly that's what they were about. Um, <laughs> um, uh, Aiden, uh, you're about to sing the next song. Uh, how about you? For you, how how does bringing some, especially being a drummer? I mean, that's that's going to be quite difficult as a percussionist to kind of do the the singing and uh, and percussion at the same time. Well, don't make me think about it too hard. You got I mean, some some fantastic drummer slash singers are kicking around. I mean, uh, Anderson Pack is yeah. the one that comes to mind immediately.
4: Well, I don't. I didn't really. Oh, <laughs> sorry, about that I didn't really start out as a drummer. Uh, I've I actually never really been a drummer before. Um, but uh, I I use I do a lot of like home recording stuff. So I um, I guess I kind of write songs in a different way. Like I kind of write them all like. Sit down like a little like uh, troubadour on a hill and you know, play a chord progression and a melody and some soft spoken lyrics. And You're the most
0: complete songwriter, yeah. For
4: right
1: uh, so. <laughs> well, those who didn't hear, the most complete songwriter of everyone well, in front of me here is apparently Aiden. <laughs> is this yeah, because 100%. you play several different instruments?
4: Because you, I guess so.
1: And what, um, what's your musical background?
4: Um. Uh, well, I, I have some, I, I do I do a lot of home recording stuff. I have a few records on Spotify. Um, new stuff is coming out. I just put out a couple of new singles. Um, and I've got about eight more in the can that I'm about to put out. Um, I've been recording a lot. But um, I guess that would be my musical background now. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I used to play in the jazz band in middle school.
1: I was going to say, so when these guys were asking out for a drummer, I mean, you already quite clearly quite progressive. Songwriter and and uh, drums, as you said, aren't your first instrument. So what what drew you in? Why 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 were you like? Okay, I, I want to, to play. I wanted to play in a
4: band. <laughs> um, I really wanted to play in a band. I, I've never really gotten the chance to play with people. I, I guess that's kind of why I did all this home recording stuff, is because I just didn't have anybody to play with, and so I was like, you know, I sort of hatched this idea in my head, sort of like what you were saying just a second ago. I was thinking like, oh shoot, like if there's a drought of any instrumentalists at UVM or at college in general, like, wouldn't it be drummers? Because where are they going to put them? And and I'm from Burlington, so um, I had a set at my my folks' home. So I was like, ooh, like, I could be a drummer, and just like, (laughs) that could be, like, my way to play with some people. And I'm very lucky, I'm very pleased to have found people that are, like, totally, like, totally cool and totally pushing me in directions I never really thought I'd really...
1: Well, so let's get my next question. So, you, I mean, you come in together as like a punk band, the two songs you've heard so far very much punk, but in different, very different stylistic ways. The song that I've listened to so far is, is a lot more Screamo. Uh, my 19-year-old self just perked right up when I listened to that. <laughs> Um, so clearly you've got, you run the gamut when it comes to punk, but you are all punk. Is this where you started out with? Is this just like a shared genre appreciation or is this something when you kind of all sat down together, this happened to be the, uh, the
0: common denominator? Um, uh, we no, we are. I we can't all speak. Yeah. I can. Yeah. Sh- just, um, just the music we like, you know? Yeah. But I, we did start. Yeah, you can we started, out. we started bluesy. We started you bluesy because this one.
3: Uh, no, you can speak into this one for one. Yeah, I
4: mean, you don't have to get
0: that close to that one, but yeah. uh, that'll work. Too. We, we started playing the started blues started bluesy. Me and uh, me and Mike, me and Mike are big blues classic rockheads. Um, not so much like the rest of them style, and so when everyone comes in, it changes it slightly, and so this is like a series of changes from like me and Mike just playing Rolling Stone songs. Yeah,
3: I mean that's about the story.
1: So, you went from, from, like, 60s blues to punk. You kind of went literally through the decades. Well, it's, still, it's
0: the same thing musically, and yeah. it's the same thing vibe-wise. I don't see a big difference. We do we do Probably. covers of, like, blues songs. Uh, people really like These Boots Are Made For Walking when we do that. Um, we do I country like songs. People like know. those.
3: You you didn't know the band. Uh,
0: I know Phil and I clicked a lot over the band
3: Viagra Boys, a Swedish post-punk band, but they have... Uh, a few covers of like uh, I think "Ain't Living Long Like This" by Waylon Jennings, but like that's like a big like musical inspiration on me is like completely getting rid of that like offbeat like one five line and just turning it into like a driving like hardcore groove and it like it it's it works it works. I mean that's it makes really it really fun. different. It's like
4: taking old songs and just screwing them up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And playing them loud. So that's all they did was take sixties <laughs> yeah.
0: girl b- girl pop groups and. Throw some distortion on it, boom, you got the Ramones. <laughs> <laughs> Hot take of the evening. Um, guys, I love to hear another
1: song, so what you got for us? Okay.
4: This next one is called Man Is Old. You guys are ready? Um, let's see.
2: I'm ready. I'm about to be ready. You
4: know what distortion Yeah. <coughs> Gross and ugly making, making music. Okay, what do you want to do? You want to play a song? I want to play, yeah, let's play a song. You guys ready? One, two, three. (laughs)
1: I think I got it. Nine years old. Was that the title of the track?
2: That's called uh, Man is Old. Man is Old.
4: Now maybe I should change
1: Nine years old is good. Nine years old. <laughs> uh, man is Old slash potentially now nine years old by Brunch. Um, so I did check out your social medias before we, we I came on this evening. Uh The only thing I saw on your Instagram bio, apart from pictures obviously, was uh, that you apologized to the Bellington employees. We are partner. sorry.
0: Why? We're sorry for party-rocking <laughs> too hard.
1: Uh, are you sorry? Is the question,
0: and why Why apologize to the Burlington Police Department? They're I'm pretty all... sorry. I'm pretty sorry, yeah. They should be sorry to us. No, okay, so, there is a huge lack of places to play in Burlington. There's a... I'm
4: talking about... There's a
0: huge speak lack of places... Up. Thank you, yeah, yeah, speak up and stand up. True. There's a huge lack of places to play in Burlington. Uh, most of the real venues Aren't super interested, or they're just booked, or they've got like a lot of you know acoustic singer songwriters and they're just not prepared to like handle a crowd. And so, we do everything ourselves, we set up everything ourselves, like we mix everything ourselves. It's our PAs, it's our equipment, and it's just our friends' basements, right? So, posters, yeah, Cam designs the posters, they're awesome, amazing. Um, but it's all do it yourself, you know, and then so. It, we're really backed into a corner here, because we're doing what we love, but what we love doing is inaccessible, and it's somewhat dangerous, and it's illegal, and so we get into trouble with the cops, and shows get shut down, um, it's just, I mean, it's part of it, it's, it's not something at this point that we can avoid, we don't have the resources for it.
1: Yeah, for sure, and uh, it really sucks that you guys are playing great. So playing we're great sorry music. to
0: the to Burlington please. And
1: again. Should not be sorry <laughs> to them, they're awful people. But um, <laughs> right on, <laughs> you are doing trying to do what you love, and um, you're doing it very well. What is it about? And I'm not saying that basement shows shouldn't exist because they should. Basement shows are fantastic, great way to play, especially this kind of music. Uh, but what is it about these other venues, say, Radio Bean, or Nectars, or Rolando's, or um, even Swan Dojo, which is definitely more of a DIY yeah. kind of scene. What is it about these places The either, why aren't they picking you up, or why aren't you interested in playing them?
3: I feel like part of, the- okay, I'm going to get... I don't know. If, I don't think this is yeah, a controversial take. Yeah, please do. But there's no, there's nothing 18 and under in Burlington, because like Nectars, like Club Metronome, like I know they have the space to host these big shows, and they seem to be interested in hosting local bands. Radio Bean, even nobody, like I'm, I'm a sophomore, I'm 19. Nobody I know is gonna come out to a show that they're gonna get kicked out of at 9 p.m. Like, and like that's such a huge draw, and like, like adding that like real, like, because youth culture is something, but, like, if a kid grows up in Burlington being able to go to, like, 18 plus or, like, under 18, like, 16 and over shows, like, nothing about Brunch or, like, Dick Richard or, like, any of these other, like, basement bands is, like, so, like, so crazy that you need a 21 and over shows. It's just drink money, like, at the end of the day. Like, but, like, if they, like, held these, like, younger, like, crowds, like, people would flock. People would come. People would go crazy. And it's like. You're not gonna like. They don't. I don't think they think they're stopping anyone from coming in like drunk or high, anyways. Like, Mm -hmm. like it's just like making a little more at the bar. I feel like.
1: So what you're saying is, is uh, these venues should hold a space for bands that are more popular with with folks that are under the age of 21. You yeah. should have a night at least, you know, once a month, once a couple of weeks, where
0: bands like you um, and yourself play because you've got an audience that is... There's a, a ton 21. of underground bands in Burlington that people don't know about. Like, people will be like, oh, there's no punk scene in Burlington, but, like, there's you just gotta look. There's basement shows every weekend. There's a lot of bands doing their thing, and if they were provided with a real platform, I mean, that's that's something else no one wants to provide. It's hard to prove ourselves to then, a place saying, like, like what are we gonna email Nectars and say? Like, yeah, we we filled up a basement with 200 people yesterday and it got shut down by the cops, can we play there?
3: And then Arts Riot obviously just doesn't have any sort of their well, acts together. Well,
1: Ar- Arts Riot is, let's, yeah. the less we can say about Arts Riot, the better because it's been driven into the ground. But um, yeah, definitely feel that you guys should all speak to uh, Jim if he is here at some point this evening because this is something that definitely happened in the 90s in Burlington and then probably the 2000s in Burlington. And uh, yeah, Jim, and uh, he was once your age too and I think probably felt the very same thing and actually cultivated uh, a really good punk and metal and uh, and heavy scene here. Um, okay, last question before I let you guys play your last song. Um, Alright, metal and punk, they often have the kindest subset of singers and performers in their mix, uh, and the audience to perform too. Generally speaking, I have never spoken to a punk band, or a metal band, uh, or a screamo band, that are uh, assholes, basically. Um, and generally speaking, the, the audience is of that kind of similar nature. On the surface level, punk, metal, screamo, whatever, is inaccessible to the layman, because it is it's intimidating. Uh, but if you ever speak to any audience member there, they are often the kindest people. What, what is with that kind of uh, that disconnect? between the perception you have on the surface level, the fact you're all screaming into the, mac, the f- mic, the fact you're all being loud and as, as expressive as possible, and this fact that everyone coming to your show are usually the nicest people. Well, where, where's that disconnect?
2: Um, I think it's like really cool when people are into music and like are just um, like feel the music. And I think punk and, um, and you know metal and uh, you know harder genres like like that are like so expressive and you feel them so much and I think like you can kind of just get it out when you're playing and kind of like let the music do that instead of being an asshole um, you know like you don't have to you know like like if you have a- um, any bit of angst or anything just let it out into the music like save that for the music and then you know there's no room for um, that outside of music, I don't think. so.
1: Right. Um, yeah, No, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that yeah, yeah. hit the nail on You're the right head right there. Uh, well, that very succinct answer, what song have you got to play out
2: with? This one's jam. This is a song called Big Bird, which is tribute to one of the first basement shows we played. I don't want start i Be-
1: Brunch Playing is out with Big Bird. Guys, thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you
0: for having us.
1: Uh, if anyone does want to come see you, where are you playing? Can you even disclose it? I don't think is it a big secret? DM you on Instagram. Is that the DM, for DM for
0: address. DM for address. <laughs> DM for address. <laughs> Golden rule.
1: All right. Well, if you want to go watch Brunch Live, uh, <laughs> go to their Instagram at BruncherBand, and I'm sure they will, they will reveal the secret. Um... Well, that's all we've got for for tonight. Uh, we're going to be taking a break for Thanksgiving next week. Uh, but the week after that, we've got my good friends Headgear coming in. But for, ni- for tonight, this has been WOMM LP operating at Building Tip 1, 105.9 The Radiator. It has been The Rocket Shop. I've been your host on Proxa And good night.
2: <laughs> yeah! <laughs>
1: good stuff. That was fucking awesome, guys.